So, um, so we're on week two of our series, right? Um, Meet your spiritual family. And last week we talked about St. Joseph and uh, Chris Kelly was here and he talked a lot about um, who St. Joseph was and who he was to us. That's a lot of feedback. And who he was and how he wanted us, wanted to lead us to Jesus. And everything that he did as a father, everything he did as a man was to protect his wife, protect um, his son. That's why he fled to Egypt. Um, and he had this call in his life to be a protector. And that's why he's named the protector of the church. That's one of his titles as uh, St. Joseph. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about the other half of that family. We're going to talk a little bit about, and you probably can guess it, Mary. And I really couldn't think of anyone else to ask better than uh, my friend Katie, because she's going through some really cool stuff right now. She's going to be a mom soon, and she's a godmother to my son Liam, and I really just love her and love, we just love hanging out, or me and Chris Kelly and her, we always hang out a lot. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear her story and hear a lot about her heart, because she has a lot of really good things to say about um, our mother Mary. So have uh, have uh, Katie come on up and... Speak to us. So. Cool. All right. <clears throat> I think it actually says a lot about how many friends Mike has that he had to ask the godparents of his child to come That's to his. Yeah, I mean it's hard when you have kids. Okay, so I want to talk about Mary tonight, but this is kind of how like my thought process was. Like, I want to know what do you guys know about Mary? So who knows something about Mary? She had a little lamb. No, wrong Mary. Uh, yes. She's the mother of Jesus Christ. Yes. She's a virgin. Yes. Anything else? Yes. So she what, did not sin. She was born without original sin. Does anybody know what... Um, it's not a holiday. What is it? A holy day. What holy day that's called when she was conceived? It's in December. It's not Christmas. The Immaculate Conception. Yes. Also, my half birthday. Write that down. You can send me cards, whatever you want to, in the mail. That'd be great. Um, okay. So we know a little bit about Mary. This is good. Um, I want to talk about who Mary is to me. And when I came to know her, because, I mean, like, I feel like from the moment you're at church, everyone's like, oh, yeah, Jesus and Mary, you know, those two. And then there's that Joseph guy. Like, we all know who they are. Um, but I want to talk about, like, my personal encounter with her and how I got to know her as a young adult. I And then first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me, so I'm not just a stranger standing up here talking to you. So... This is a picture of my family. I was having a really good hair day that day, so that's why I picked that picture. Um, this is my dad and my mom. And then over here is my sister Lauren, my sister Ashley, my brother Robbie, and the cute one in the front's me. So that's my family. My dad was married before he met my mom, so I'm actually one of six children. I have what's called half-siblings because we only share half of the same parents. Um, so I have an older brother and an older sister, and then Lauren, Ashley, me, and then Robbie's my little brother. So that was my family growing up. Um, we had a pretty blessed childhood. I mean, we didn't really have very much money. We didn't have um, 
like a lot to do. Where we lived, I grew up in Chesterland. How many of you have heard of that place? It's pretty rural. There's like, there's not cows out there. So like, I'm not like a country girl, but it's also not city because there's not really that much in that area except for the drug mart that you see everyone from high school from and um, Giant Eagle. That's like pretty much it. So I had a pretty good childhood growing up. Um, I went to John Carroll and I graduated, which that was a success, graduation. Um, after John Carroll, I was kind of just trying to like figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I majored in communications. How many of you know what that would mean? Okay. So <clears throat> I basically wanted to go into broadcasting. Actually, my lifelong dream was to be on Saturday Night Live, but here I am in Medina, Ohio, so clearly that didn't happen. I'm not in New York City. Um, <clears throat> but I wanted to go into broadcasting. I wanted to be a news anchor or be on the radio or do something cool where I was like out speaking to people, talking about things. Um, I really like to keep up on like what's cool <laughs> because I'm so cool. Um, I don't really know how to describe that passion, but I think you guys get what I'm laying down, right? Like I'm all over the gram. Facebook isn't that cool anymore, but I'm older, so I still think it's cool. Pinterest is my life. Like, that's what I've got going on. I'm not like a visco girl, but like I heard of that one time, so now I just throw that out so people know that I'm still cool. Okay, I'm going to be 30 this year, so I'm just trying to squeeze in all the time where I can be like relevant. You can still be on TikTok. Yeah, I'm on TikTok. The day Vine died, I mean, I was alive for that. I mean, how long ago did Vine die? That was a sad day for me. I lived on there. Um, okay, so back to my life. I worked at the Fish radio station. Have, have you ever heard of that? 95.5? I worked in the sales department. Um, I was living at home with my parents. Glamorous life of a recent post-grad. Um, I was kind of lost. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I was still really into, like, the partying scene. I got caught up in a lot of sin. Um, so you could say that Mary and I were kind of opposite. She never sinned. I sinned all the time. It was really hard um, to accept the fact that I wasn't perfect, but I was really caught up in what the world taught me I should be a part of until I moved to Euclid and I met Chris Kelly and Michael Cox. And I have to say that they were kind of crucial in my like reconversion to Catholicism and learning about like the saints and what everything in the church stands for and the beauty of the Eucharist. And really, that's where my relationship with Mary started. So we did this thing. I was part of Euclid Life Teen from 2013 until 2016. And we did this thing called 33 Days to Morning Glory. Do any of you know what that is? No one. All right, cool. I got some work to do. Yeah, maybe you could do it here. It's really cool. It's basically, how many of you have heard of a novena before? A novena is like a nine-day prayer that you say consecutively for nine days with a certain prayer intention. So 33 days to morning glory was like a really easy way for me to explain it is that it's like a 33-day novena where you're, you're praying for 33 straight days. And it talks all about Mary. I didn't know what it was, but Chris Kelly told me to do it, so I said yes. So, which Chris Kelly isn't really the greatest guy giving advice sometimes, so that was risky for me to just dive in, not really knowing anything about it. Um, but that's where my 
relationship with Mary really started. And when you consecrate yourself to Mary, you're essentially saying, like, when I get to heaven, I won't have anything in my hands to give to Jesus when I come to heaven because I've already given everything to Mary, which I'm like, sweet. I'm like totally in then because I gave everything to his mom. She raised him. So he can't say no to his mom. I'm definitely getting into heaven. So I highly suggest it. 33 days of morning glory. And that's where my relationship with Mary started. I had somewhat of a rough life being single. I think I made it more rough on myself than I needed to. But moving to Euclid was when I really got into like my vocation and what I felt like God was calling me to in my life. I was convinced for the longest time that I had been single up until that point because God was calling me to be a religious sister, which I think is really cool. And I know last week Chris talked about how he was like, being a priest would be so beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I like to look at nuns and talk to them, but I don't want to be one because it scared me. It just seemed like such a huge commitment to give everything in your life over to Christ. And like, I, I some orders, you don't get to have a cell phone. So I was like, I'm out. Forget it. I can't do that. I'll, I'll keep praying about it. I'll keep it in the back of my mind. But if I can't have my phone to like post pictures and stuff, it's just like a very super, superficial thing. But I, I was like, I can't do it. I can't. It's just too much. Um, which to me now says there was no peace there. I didn't have any peace about that being the vocation God was calling me to. So that was a way to discern that that wasn't the vocation he was calling me to. So I got involved with Life Teen 2013 to 2016. I loved being a part of Life Teen so much that I quit my job at The Fish and I became a full-time youth minister. I was in the Youngstown Diocese for three years and it was really hard because I didn't have like my support system with me and I didn't, I didn't really know how to be a youth minister. I knew how to be a great core member, but I didn't know how to be a youth minister on my own. So that's when I started to like really lean into Mary. I remember when like my final months of being at the fish, I was getting really overwhelmed having to meet my deadlines and my quota and my sales numbers. And I would cry to my mom on the phone. And then I would go to McDonald's and I would order a Diet Coke and a large fry. And I would sit in my car and I would cry about how much I hated my job. And I would say the rosary. And it was really funny because the rosary that I had only had 40 beads on it. So for like three years, I was saying the rosary the wrong way because there's 50 beads on a rosary. Um, but I think it's so beautiful that the desire for me to lean on Mary was there in that way. And my innocence of like, okay, I don't really know how to pray the rosary, but like, I know it's going to help me feel better. So I'm going to do it. And I did it wrong for three years, but it doesn't matter because Mary still loves me. So I would pray the rosary at work, and then I moved to my new job, and then at my new job, I leaned more into the rosary, learned how many beads were on a rosary, how to say it the right way, um, and I just asked Mary to like come into the youth ministry program that I was a part of, and I just invited her in to like, kind of guide me to be a spiritual mother to the teens that I was serving, um, and that was like, like, in the stages of friendship, it was like I had just gotten to know Mary, and then we started texting sometimes. We like added each other on Snapchat, but didn't send each other anything. Like that's that's like where we were. 
Um, so I was in the Youngstown Diocese for three years, and then the pastor from the church that I was a part of Euclid Life Team with called me one day and said, hey, our youth minister, Chris Kelly, is leaving. Would you like his job? And I said, when is he leaving? How soon can I start? Because I loved so much the community of Saints Robert and William, and that's actually not true. I took like forever to decide if I was gonna leave, and I was like so dramatic about it because that's just who I am. But I started working at Saints Robert and William, and I loved it so much, it felt like I was like coming home. Um, and it was just totally part of God's plan. And like Mary was like just with me this whole time because I go to Saints Robert and William. I'm working for, his name's Father John. Um, I'm working for him for about like a year, maybe two years. I can't remember how long I had been there. And he goes, he texts me on Christmas Day and he said, hey, do you want to go on a date with my brother? And I was like, what? You're my boss. First of all, I can't say no to you, and also that's really weird. But if he takes me for tacos, then, like, I'm in. So he said, okay, my brother's going to take you for tacos on Friday. Then a year later, I got married to my boss's brother. Um, this is Mark. Mark and I have been married for a year now, and... Meeting Mark was just like at one of the most perfect times in my life, looking back. When I was in it, I was really suffering. I had just dropped my commitment from going on a trip to the Holy Land, and I lost like $1,600, and I was actually fasting from dating at the time. It was just like, this is like so crazy. When you look at my life on a sheet of paper, you're like, well, that's... That doesn't add up. Like two plus two does not equal six, but it worked for me. So I had plans to go to the Holy Land. My dad was really sick. Um, I'm a total daddy's girl. Like the truth has come out in the last year. I'm actually my dad's favorite. It's fine. Don't tell any of my siblings, but also post it everywhere so that they know. Yeah, perfect. I can't wait. So <clears throat> Jim Frazier loves his daughter Katie the best. Perfect, it's on record. Okay, so my dad was really sick. I decided not to go to the Holy Land. Father John texts me and asks if I want to go on a date with his brother, and I say yes. Even though my fast was supposed to be until January 1st, I still went on the date with him on December 29th, and the date went so well that he asked what I was doing for New Year's Eve. And then I think it's the next picture. That's when I met his daughter. And Abby is now six, and she is the cutest little girl ever. I was a little apprehensive at first. I was like, well, what if she doesn't like me? This relationship might not work out. Like, I'm scared that she's not going to like me. And like, I don't know, there was just like a lot of pressure. So I went over for New Year's Eve, and we played Barbies, and I painted her nails, and she fell in love with me right away. So it worked out really well. Um, and this is a picture of me and Mark and Abby on our wedding day. And it was so special to have her there to celebrate that sacrament with us because there's a part of the Mass when you get married in the Catholic Church where you get to do a presentation to Mary. So you bring like um, a bouquet of flowers over to where Mary is. But at Saints Robert and William, there's no singular statue of Mary. 
it's the Holy Family. So we got to take over to the Holy Family roses on our wedding day with Mark's daughter, who like, I don't know, it was just so cool. And she's so cute. I could talk about Abby forever. But this is um, the restaurant that Mark and I met at for the first time. We went back there on our wedding day to take pictures. And then as Mike said, I think it's the next one. I'm going to be a mom myself soon. I didn't eat too many tacos. There's actually a baby in here. Um, I'm not due until May, but we did just find out that we are having a boy. So I found out on New Year's Eve this year that we were going to be having a boy. And I thought that it was really special because I love Abby. I love that she's a girl, but I really was nervous to have another girl so close in age to her because I, you know, I don't know, ladies, we can all agree. We get a little competitive sometimes, right? Like sometimes I get a little competitive with my own sisters and I just wanted them to love each other and not have that competitive spirit between each other. And I remember I was sitting at my desk like a couple, like I had just found out that I was pregnant and I was praying and I was listening to music and I was just asking Mary, I was like, Mary, wouldn't it be so cool if we were like the same for Advent and you were preparing for a boy and I was preparing for a boy? It would be so cool. I think that's what should happen. But also I'm not the Lord, so it's not up to me. But also this is me praying. So can we maybe have a boy? And it worked. So we're having a boy. I don't remember what my next slide is. Uh, okay, yeah, I need that up. That's my, my little outline. Okay. So that's a little about me, a little synopsis of how I got to where I am. I, I am not, no longer a youth minister. I now work full time as a teacher. And before you say, oh, we know about teachers, I teach two-year-olds. So I'm really special because I change diapers, but I also potty train. And Velcro is my best friend because I don't want to teach kids how to tie their shoes, too. It's way too hard. So I work at Saints Robert and William in their new early learning center that they just opened this year. Um, and then I chase 12 two-year-olds around all day and I'm 23 weeks pregnant. So yeah, it's really fun. So who is married to me? Throughout this whole process of meeting my husband, preparing for marriage, wondering what my vocation was gonna be when I was younger, all of this, I've leaned on Mary. And I want to share with you guys just a couple of like cool stories of how Mary has wanted to like hang out with me. I remember when I was single and I had just started my new youth ministry position, I was really struggling with um, just like, did I make the right choice? I'm not making as much money anymore. Um, am I working in the right place? Because I was commuting, excuse me, 45 minutes to and from my house every day. So what is that? 45 plus 45, 90 minutes. I don't, I don't know if that's the right math, but it's a long time. So I was in the car a lot um, and I was just really struggling. And I remember thinking like, all I want to do in my life is to just get married and have kids. And I feel like I'm never going to get there because I keep making all of these wrong decisions. I literally can't stay at a job for longer than three years because I get too antsy and then I just leave. Um, so I felt like I was just kind of all over the place. And I remember I encountered 
um, this scripture passage that is referred to as the visitation. Has anybody heard of that? Maybe not it called that, but it's when Mary and Elizabeth meet. So Mary finds out she's pregnant. At the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel comes to her and says, you're going to have a baby. She's like, what? And then she says, okay, fiat. She says yes to God's will. It's a beautiful thing. She decides she's going to go meet her cousin Elizabeth. When she goes to meet her cousin Elizabeth, Elizabeth is also pregnant with John the Baptist. So Elizabeth and Mary, who are such not only family members, but such great friends, are pregnant at the same time. It's super cool. When Mary walks up to Elizabeth, John leaps in her womb, and she goes, oh, my gosh, this is it. You're having, you're going to have Jesus Christ. I don't think she calls him that by name, but she acknowledges that, like, Mary is going to birth our Savior. And it's just like this really cool thing. And part of the scripture passage for this says, blessed is she who believed in the promises that the Lord would fulfill. And that really spoke to me throughout my whole adult life because I felt I had these desires in my heart that I so, so strongly hoped that God would fulfill. But there are times in your life where you think something's going to happen and you get pretty down about it because it's not happening right away, right? Yeah. I mean, it took me three three times to pass my driving test. It was pretty devastating. <laughs> um, so this scripture passage really spoke to me. And it was just really cool to see that, like, even Mary, although she was born without sin, she was um, conceived without sin, she has all these great things about her. She was perfect. I mean, at the dinner table, everybody was looking at Joseph because it was the three of them. Jesus, perfect. Mary, perfect. Joseph, not perfect. So um, it's just so cool to see that she also had hopes and desires and, and things that God had promised to her heart that he was fulfilling. So I kept that close to my own heart, and I used that as a way along with praying the rosary to kind of get to know Mary a little bit better. And then I want to show the next slide. This is a picture of the visitation, which I just think is like the coolest picture. Elizabeth is just so full of joy. They can like see that Mary's going to have a baby and it's so exciting and it's so beautiful. Um, and I don't know. It's just this picture just fills me with so much joy because it's so cool. Like when you find out that someone's going to have a baby, you just, I don't know about you guys, but I just, I get so excited. Okay, so you can go back. So this scripture passage, the visitation, was when I really came to know Mary as not only a person, <clears throat> but also as a mother and as someone I could turn to in times of need. So I met my husband December 29th. I met Abby December 31st. Mark asked me to be his girlfriend January 4th. We were engaged June 18th. We were married November 24th. So it's a very short timeline, um, but things moved really quickly. And then November 24th, we got married. And February 4th, we found out that we were pregnant. Um, unfortunately, two days later, I did lose the baby. So. We were in the first six months of our new fresh marriage, and I had a miscarriage. 
which is something that's just truly devastating. We were so excited and so full of joy to find out that our family was going to be expanding and that we were going to um, have a baby. I mean, from the moment that Mark and I got engaged, Abby was asking, when are you having a baby? I said, well, we have to wait till the wedding because that's, that's how these things work. We have to wait, then we have to see, we have to pray. And not everybody gets a baby, so we have to pray that like, that's what Jesus wants for our family. So it was a really devastating time in my life, and I am blessed enough that my sister, who was in the original picture I showed you, that was standing right behind me, Ashley, had also gone through something like this before. She has a lot of children. She has six, so she's the one right there next to my dad in between the two of us. She has six children, um, and so she has kind of like, like my mom is my mom, but like my sister is also my mom because she has helped my mom so much to raise me and to just not be crazy, which didn't really work because I'm still crazy, but whatever. So I turned to my sister and I said, like, I've never felt like this. It almost felt how I would imagine Mary being at the cross. They say that when Mary birthed Jesus, she didn't feel the pain that you normally do during child labor, but she like felt that same pain when she was at the foot of the cross and Jesus died because she birthed the whole church. So there's, a, there's another line, and I don't want to paraphrase the Bible, but it's about Mary's heart being pierced by a sword, and I felt like I was brought to that kind of moment when we lost our child. And my sister told me, she goes, the devastation that you feel from losing this baby is unlike anything you will ever experience in your life. You never got to meet this child. You were so excited. You started to make plans. You told your husband. You were excited to share the news with other people. And she's like, but it's almost like what happened when Mary found out she was pregnant because it was almost like Mary really couldn't tell people that she was pregnant because she wasn't even married yet. Her and Joseph were betrothed to each other, but if she would have gone around and said, like, hey, guys, guess what? Gender reveal on December 25th. We're about to have a baby. It would have caused so much scandal because she wasn't married yet. So my sister told me, she said, you need to take your heart and the way that you're suffering to Mary, and you need to ask her to wrap you in her mantle, and you need to ask her to help you to heal from this. So this really started my journey into getting to know Mary as like a fellow mother. And I just imagined like the pain and how I felt and what I was going through with losing my child who I had never met and then relating it and seeing like Mary knew her son for 33 years on earth and then watched him be like beaten and tortured and crucified and like she saw that with her eyes and then she saw him die on the cross. And the whole time I would have been saying like, are, are you serious? This is your plan, God? Like what the heck? This is, no, this isn't right. Um, so it really helped me to like build that relationship with her to kind of see like, okay, like there's suffering in the world. Like Mary was perfect. She was born without sin and she still suffered. So like my suffering can't ruin my relationship with God just because I'm experiencing it too. But like, it just brought like a sense of, of peace to me. 
so that was that was like one defining moment of my relationship with Mary. And then it helped me to really um, it helped me to just really lean into like getting to know her and the suffering that she did experience because I was in such like a dark and broken place. And then one of my friends actually gifted me this. Like when you, when you lose a child, like the first thing you think is cool, I'm never going to have kids. I'm infertile. This is it. This is, I'm never going to have a family. The family I have right now is, is all that is God has for me. Like this is God's plan is for me to just me, Mark, Abby, that's it. Well, one of my friends gifted me a sign that said, blessed is she who believed in the promises the Lord would fulfill. And I thought that it was really cool because I was like, here I am in this midst of suffering, not knowing what to do or how to heal from this loss. And then like, here's Mary still saying like, hey, I'm your mom. I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here to help you heal. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, and that helped to lead me into like respecting Mary as a fellow mother like, I really fell in love with her, and then I was, like, worried I loved Mary too much. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love Mary more than I love Jesus. This is not good. But that's impossible. Because if you think about how much you love, like, your mom or maybe an aunt or someone that's, like, a female in your life that's a good role model for you, if you think about how much you love them, your best friend can never love that person as much as you. So, like, I can never love Mary as much as Jesus. Um, so that's just like kind of cool. Like you can be like best friends with Mary, but you can never love her more than Jesus. So you don't have to worry about like loving her too much. And the other thing that really helped me to get to know Mary was the time that I spent in the Adoration Chapel. So I had my own holy hour. So I was in the Adoration chap Chapel for an hour every week for seven years. Which, looking back, I'm like, whoa, I did that for seven years? That's like a long time. An hour every single week. That's 52 weeks a year for seven years. You can do that math because I can't even add 45 plus 45, which is 90, I think. Yes. Okay, so my time that I spent in adoration, I would pray the rosary. I would sit in Christ's presence, and I would just invite him into my heart I would ask Mary to lead me closer to Christ so that I get to, could get to know him better. Um, and it was just like such a beautiful time. I unfortunately had to like give my holy hour up just because my life doesn't allow for that commitment right now, um, especially preparing for a baby, which is coming in May. And it's so soon. But it will be okay because I have Mary and Jesus to help me. Um, but I had to give up my holy hour. But that seven years of my life was like just so beautiful, so anointed, so wonderful to just spend that time in silence once a week. And I think it like really helped me to be more aware of those like God moments in my life where I was seeing where Mary and Jesus were working with me. So something that's really cool about Abby is that she was born on September 8th. And that is also Mary's birthday. Like the church celebrates September 8th as Mary's birthday. 
So I always tell Abby that she's really special because she was born on the same day as Mary, and she thinks it's so cool. Um, September 8th was also the day that we found out that we were expecting the baby that I'm carrying right now. And I'm actually due on May 13th, which is the Feast of Fatima, which is another Marian day that we celebrate Mary um, and her appearing to a group of children in Fatima. So I just think it's really cool. Like Mary is pursuing me and she wants to do the same for you. And if it weren't have been, if it wouldn't have been for Mary, my relationship with Christ wouldn't be what it is because Joseph, who we talked about last week and Mary, who we talked about this week are people who are supposed to lead us closer to Christ. They're supposed to help lead us deeper into the really, that relationship with the Lord. Um, and to find out on her birthday that I'm expecting and then to be due on a day that also celebrates Mary is just something that's really special to me. Um, and I think the best way to, to encounter the Lord really is through the Eucharist. Um, and so I ask that you take all of my experiences that I shared with you and you let them influence you in a positive way so that you might grow closer to Mary and Jesus um, through your relationship with Mary. And one of the best ways to do that is in adoration. And I think that's what you're gonna do next is go into Eucharistic adoration. So I want you guys to know that I have been praying for you all week because I knew I was gonna be coming to meet you and I will continue to pray for you as you go into the rest of the semester. And I hope that this series on the spiritual family teaches you not only how to grow closer to Christ, but also how to love your own family better. That's all Thank I have. you, Katie. Thank you. So, yeah, like what Katie said, we're going to go into a time of adoration. And um, we've done this on retreats. We've done this a few other times during the year. And it's really just a time for you to just, like what Katie said, just pour out your heart to Jesus. Like Jesus is truly present right here, right now, in the Eucharist, looking at you wanting to know your heart, wanting to know who you are. He wants you to know Him. And this is the perfect time for you to just sit and pray. I'll be singing some songs, but there'll be some time for silence for the next 28 minutes. So they just, maybe there's something on your heart right now. Maybe there's something going on in school. Maybe there's something going on in your family right now that you need healing from. Like right now, right here, right this time, this moment, where Jesus is just here, in this moment with you is to pour your heart to him and maybe ask Mary to show him show you more of your of her son because that's that's her job her job is to bring you closer to her son because as any parent would would know is that I brag about my kids all the time that's just what we do right and Mary wants to brag about her son and her son wants to give you healing wants to give you wants to give you everything that you ever wanted in your life and wants to heal your suffering, wants to heal who, the, the hurts in your heart. So bring those to the, the altar tonight um, as we just pray and as we just be in the moment uh, with Jesus. So.